Welcome back to the Roster Watch Podcast. This is Alex Dunlap. My guest today is Dr. David Chow. You know him from Twitter as Pro Football Doc. You can follow him there at Pro Football Doc for instant analysis of all the injury information and news that you could ever imagine. Dr. Chow was the San Diego Chargers team physician for 17 years. After attending undergraduate at Harvard, he became an internationally recognized orthopedic surgeon with a unique perspective to quickly diagnose injuries and assess their impact on performance, recovery, and season-long value. Dr. David Chow has now started his own website, profootballdoc.com, where injury information that's going to give gamblers, uh, DFS players, and fantasy sports uh, enthusiasts the insight that they need into injuries straight from Dr. Chow himself. It was a great opportunity to get to talk with him here on the pod. We only had a little bit of time, but I tried to hit on as many subjects as possible with him. Please make sure and give him a follow on Twitter at ProFootballDoc, and make sure to check out ProFootballDoc.com, where you can get uh, his free preseason injury report right now. He's going to review all the key injury information throughout the league, who's really hurting, how it will affect their on-field performance, etc. So to get the complete preseason injury report, you need to go to ProFootballDoc.com and enter a valid email address along with your contact information, etc. They will send you a link to both the AFC and the NFC. NFC reports. Uh, again, profootballdoc.com, Dr. David Chow at profootballdoc on Twitter. If you want more of the Roster Watch podcast, please go to rosterwatch.com and get a pro membership. Not only will you get access to all of our preseason stuff like the epic magical cheat sheets, but also all the in season tools that are going to help you to be a fantasy player that wins championships. So without further ado, here is my conversation with the man. Dr. David Chow. This is Cooper Cup, and you're listening to Roster Watch. You heard it coming in. We we got him. The pro football doc, the injury goat, the man who you can the just the man who we all depend on for our injury information to help us be profitable with our fantasy leagues, our DFS lineups, our season-long lineups. Dr. David Chow, thanks so much for coming on, brother. Thanks for having me. So let's let's just get into it quickly. I know you're short on time tonight, so let's talk first. I want to talk about Antonio Brown. Because it's just been so weird, this stuff. It came out that he had a foot specialist. You're, you're writing on profootballdoc.com and, um, and stuff that was picked up largely in the media said that it, I don't even know how to pronounce, like the pseudomonas, pseudomonas something like that, some kind of cellulitis, yeah. like was what you originally thought that was something that had to do with moisture in the foot. And I thought to myself, well, well no shit. He, he's, he's putting out Instagram videos where he's working out and with no socks, wearing Gucci shoes. I thought that, well, this makes all the, <laughs> right? It, may, it, it makes all the sense in the world that maybe his feet could have gotten sweaty, something weird could happen. Now we get the word that it could be cryotherapy uh, having to do with this. Do you have any take on what's going on with Antonio Brown? It, just, and most importantly, as fantasy owners, should we be worried that whatever the hell this is, is going to continue to linger until we get to the regular season? Yeah, well, first of all, the full disclaimer is I haven't examined him. I'm 
basing this off of pictures, so who knows what really happened. But based off the pictures, his feet are macerated, and it's likely from moisture. Um, and uh, that moisture that ultimately caused the cracking and drying up and the delamination of the foot where the skin is peeling off looks like the superficial skin may be infected with the pseudomonas, which is sort of the green color that you see in that. Now, that's all just informed speculation based off of video. I haven't examined him. And now with the reports of cryotherapy, what does that mean? Uh, the cryo- Look, I don't doubt that Antonio Brown maybe went into cryotherapy. Uh, I don't doubt that perhaps he had something with his feet in the cryotherapy might have accentuated something, but that's not frostbite. The picture that he showed was not frostbite. Think about this, Alex. If you go in a cryotherapy machine, first of all, if you've ever been in there, you're only in there for a matter of minutes. You're not in there for a long period of time. Even if you don't wear protection on your toes or your feet, you don't get frostbite in that quick of a time. Look, you can run barefoot through the snow for three minutes and not get frostbite. Right, and your 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 toes are in the feet are in the snow, and if you do get frostbite from cryotherapy, what should be frostbitten is your toes because there's 360 degree air around them and exposure to the cold. It's not going to be on the soles of your feet. That assuming it's a standing cryotherapy chamber, which most of them are, uh, the bottoms of your feet not only have good circulation to keep them warm. But also, as you're standing, it's an insulation. Even if you're standing on a cold plate, the cold plate is not as cold as the cold air, liquid nitrogen around it. So if you were to get frostbite, it would be in the toes, not in the soles of your feet. So I don't know that I buy that report about cryotherapy. Certainly, it's not the proximate main cause of it. Now, with all this and all this curiosity, here's my main question. Antonio Brown is known to be this workout fiend, and whether it's the Gucci shoes or no socks, I mean, I, I avoided using the word trench foot, but look it up, World War I soldiers, trench foot, et cetera, the excessive moisture and what might happen. And I try to avoid that because I'm not trying to be that dramatic, but it's a form of that in some way, shape, or form. But here's the deal. Here's a guy who's a workout warrior. It's not, he's not a rookie in the league. It's not like he's coming out of a sweaty training camp with this. He's going into training camp with this. And he's known to travel with trainers and this workout. Look, even if you don't travel with trainers, how does it get that bad? You travel with trainers, how does it get that bad? Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to hard knocks, and maybe they'll explain what really happened. I don't know what really happened. It doesn't fully make sense to me either. With all that being said, I don't see how this leaks in terms of injury into week one of the regular season. Now, can it indirectly affect the regular season in terms of the amount of time he has to work in the John Gruden offense and, and with Derek Carr? Maybe, but certainly he's not going to not be there week one because of his feet. It should be healed well before then, and hopefully any day now. Well, you always talk in your podcast, which I'm a big fan of, the Pro Football Doc podcast, at least in season, about how there's certain like domino injuries and how they can affect the um, – about how a certain injury can cause like a uh, a bunch of dominoes to fall and allow yes. things that this 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 kind of injury it feels sort of like a preseason domino injury because it's like he's not there the passing game is not being 
you know, Derek Carr's not being able to get any sort of repertoire or any sort of rapport with with this guy, and the passing game seems like it's stagnant right now. And it just it just it just seems like some it's just in the best way to start camp, man. I I, I hope they get that thing. Is is it something you think that they could generally get? What does he need? Like antibiotics or something? Like you got to shoot some antibiotics in that foot or something, right? What do you got to do to that thing? Well, you. Well, the other part of the report, I think, was kind of correct. I think that what it read along with a source saying cryotherapy was there some, uh, I think Chris Sims says that, you know, when he was at the Bucks, there was something called unidentified unidentified buck fungus is what he called it uh, <laughs> a little bit as a joke. And and there's some truth to that. I mean, there is some underlying infection stuff there uh, kind of thing. Uh, I'm sure he's on some antibiotics, but he doesn't have a frank cellulitis. It's the dead skin that's infected, not the live skin and tissue. Uh, he's not going to lose his foot or leg. It's not that bad. I don't think he's on intravenous high-power antibiotics. I think he's going to be fine. It just needs to heal up. But the mystery to me isn't if it's going to heal up or what the mystery to me is what caused it and how it got that that bad. Because, you know, don't you at some point say, let's let's nip this in the bud. I, I got to change what I'm doing. So that's that's my curiosity on this. And you're absolutely right about domino injuries or cluster injuries as they happen. And, uh, you know, uh, well, how one uh, position affects another. And then, uh, obviously, passing game affects running game and what are the key spots. And that's that's really my bet. Biggest pet peeve project going into this year. I'm going to have something called an injury index that will sort of account for domino injuries. So let's say Raiders play my former team, the Chargers. How healthy are the Raiders? How healthy are the Chargers? More importantly, how healthy, let's say, is the Raiders' pass game offense against the Chargers? past game defense in a given week, uh, factoring in what questionable really means, knowing if a player is going to play or not with sort of what I've been doing. And hopefully that to give people a little bit of an edge uh, in terms of uh, what might be actionable, be it, you know, fantasy, DFS, or gambling, et cetera, we'll be doing lots of things. I'm still going to be doing all these things uh, that I do on Twitter for free and Periscope and the Union Tribune and Sirius I'm going to do stuff on Fox, but there will be a lot of people have uh, tweeted at me, used to be great, but now you're too well known, so the edge is gone. And well, this is a little way to get the edge back, so that's going to be announced shortly here. It sounds like one of the more valuable tools that, we be, that we'll be able to utilize in our community, and we're all looking really forward to that announcement, Dr. Chow. Uh, let's just, I, I know your time is very limited. I'm trying to squeeze in as much as I can here, so let's move on. Um, hamstrings. We have a ton of hamstring injuries with a bunch of skill position players that, uh, during this preseason. We have Aaron Jones that keeps sitting out. He can't get it right. We have Damian Williams who is slated to – a lot of people slate him to take over that sort of lead running back role there for the Kansas City Chiefs. But you know, Andy Reid has been expressing his frustration about that, ha- that hamstring. He can't get it right. You know – Intriguing rookies, guys like Paris Campbell, Brandon Cooks out there and for the Los Angeles Rams. How do you feel about, as an ex-NFL doctor and a guy that was a team physician, how do you feel about preseason hamstring and is it is it the same as other soft tissue injuries? Is there anything special about this one? Because it seems like hamstrings are just a big – I mean, Calvin Ridley – John Ross, there's yeah. Duke Johnson. There's just there's a whole lot of them this season. I'm just yeah. your, your 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 general thoughts about that injury in the hamstring. 
Well, I would say that uh, it's tis the season for muscle injuries, not just hamstring, but quad injuries, calf strains, you know, be it Andrew Luck or Derrick Henry for that. I mean, it's the season of muscle injuries, especially the first two weeks of the season of the preseason as you really get going. You can train all you want. It is hard to mimic uh, actual football and the explosiveness of uh, football. And that's where you get some of these acclimation injuries. Certainly the first two weeks and early going is where you get even the muscle cramping and you see guys being carted off for IVs and what have you, but there's more muscle injuries in the early going. And to me, uh, you know, you definitely need some preseason. If you got rid of all the preseason, you would put all these muscle injuries into week one and two of the regular season. So they're going to a lot, to some extent, they're going to happen. And uh, if they are going to happen, you kind of want to, ease it in into the preseason, et cetera. Uh, yes, there are sometimes a guy is chronic in terms of his hamstring issue, and that part is preventable, but some of it with how these guys are wired in terms of their fast twitch wiring in their muscles, sometimes some of it is not completely avoidable. And the interesting thing also is the more muscle mass you have, the more likely you are in, to injure the muscle or the hamstring. It's not the other way around. There's more tissue to, quote, strain, uh, so to speak. So whenever there was a hamstring injury, whenever you were working as an NFL team physician, what were the step, what, what were the proactive steps that you took? Um, it just seems like some of these guys, like Damian Williams for one, Aaron Jones for another, it seems like it's taking too long. Um, to, I mean, does it well, not that, seem that, like that, it's been like a, like a week? It, like for us in the fantasy community, it just feels like it's too long. Is that not too long? I mean, do, do things seem like they're probably on track for these guys to be healthy by the time of the start of the season? The 2019 Rosterwatch Cheat Sheet is available now at Rosterwatch.com. The revolutionary cheat sheet to change fantasy football forever is back only at Rosterwatch.com. Winning fantasy football players don't use outdated magazines or expensive draft software that's impossible to navigate. The Rosterwatch Cheat Sheet. All you have to do is follow the three simple rules. That's it. Three rules. Guys, it couldn't be easier. The Roster Watch Cheat Sheet, an expert quality draft, is guaranteed. It's magical, it's mystical, it's mythical! The Roster Watch Cheat Sheet, only at rosterwatch.com. Well, as you know, that injury reporting is not even a requirement in the preseason. So injuries are a little sketchy, videos are sketchy, hamstrings are hard to tell anyways. The question is, is your team holding, Is the, are the Chiefs holding Damian Williams back because they really want him to be 100% before they put him out onto the field so he has no setbacks? Or does he have a grade three strain, significant one slash tear, where he really just needs longer to get ready? And that information isn't readily available. If you look around the league, teams treat certain players differently. For And it's not... It's it's a team thing. For example, uh, a team like uh, the Broncos, because they have a new head coach and want to generate interest, they didn't put Emmanuel Sanders or perhaps Jake Budd or others on PUP. They didn't put anyone on PUP because they said, well, we can just ease them in. We don't need the PUP designation mm. going into the regular season, so let's not create the negative doubt. Where other teams will use the PUP. Look, uh, there's been a lot of 
talk about how good Cooper Cup is is doing. And he's doing very well coming off his ACL. But there's no way you can tell me he's 100%. Another team might have put Cooper Cup on PUP just to give him a little more time. Uh, but the Rams chose to activate him and just control the amount of reps he has. And as much as Hawk has been out there, let's say about Cooper Cup, and I'm not hating on him. I think he's a great receiver. If you look at the Chargers blogs and Eric Williams reported on it, how great Thomas Davis stayed with him step for step in, in, the, in the Rams Chargers joint practices on a play. But Thomas Davis is 35, having a history of three ACLs himself, and he's known as an inside linebacker as a run stopper. First of all, if the Chargers are having him cover the slot receiver, they might be in trouble anyways. But what's more fantastic, him staying with Cooper Cup, is that really the story? Or is that perhaps an indicative that Cooper Cup may be 100%, quote, uh, fully active, but perhaps not 100% yet? Is he a half-step slow? And that's why Thomas Davis can stay with him right now in the early season. And I'm not saying Cooper Cup isn't doing well. He's doing very well from his ACL. It's hard to speed up biology. Expect Cooper Cup to get even better come later this season, even though he was never put on PUP. That was sort of my educational point. You can't take everything just at face value. No, oh, it's, it's a great point. And just be, before I ask my final question for you, just staying there with the Rams, do you think that that's sort of the same thing with Todd Gurley? They finally let him completely loose a few days. You know, all the reports come out, coming out of there said, you know, they're going to be holding him back. He's not going to play in the preseason, but at least they let him, you know, what reporters said, completely loose. They unleashed him in one of these joint practices to where he could go fully. Are you are are you comfortable with Todd Gurley coming into this year? Do, do you feel like that? It just feels like that arthritic knee condition is just I've, – I've just said, man, that University of Georgia, maybe some of that strength and conditioning department now with Sonny <laughs> Michelle, and, right? So, like, I'm just, I'm just worried that Nick Chubb is going to come up with one from his old ACL. Are, are, are you comfortable with Todd Gurley coming into this season and, and, and his health? Well, here's what I always say. You know this, Alex. I'm, a, I'm an injury expert. I'm not a fantasy expert. So am I comfortable with him? It's the, the question back to you is comfortable for what? Comfortable with him as a bell cow running back, 300-plus touches in a season? No. Clearly, uh, those days, I think, are gone. Comfortable with him where he can be a productive and useful running back? in fantasy and for the Rams, I think he can be. Is he like the, you know, uh, the, the first round or top pick overall anymore? Well, I don't think he's the bell cow guy anymore. Clearly he's going to have to split some carries. The question is, is he going to get, is he going to get 10 or is he going to get 15? I mean, you're going to have to ask Todd Gurley, his knee and Sean McVay that question, but I don't think he's going to get 20 anymore. That's kind of where it's at. And do I think he's going to practice a, a Wednesday, Thursday and Friday every week? No. He's probably going to practice at least one day full, quote, let, letting the leash off when they're doing the offense install for the week. But when it's defense install, he's not going to be running scout team. He's got vet knees right now. And Todd Gurley himself put out a video of him working out in the offseason, and there was a close-up of his knee where, to me, I think you could see some bone spurs. But that's not the end of the world. You mentioned his former teammate from Georgia, Sony Michelle, won a Super Bowl, did very well for the Patriots. The Patriots drafted him late in the first round, knowing he had an arthritic knee. But they 
they had use for him. He was a missing piece to their puzzle. So the Rams can utilize Gurley the same way. His career is not done. Uh, is he going to make it to a third contract and make a big one? Probably not. But like his second one probably will do just fine for him. He still can be productive. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, he still can be productive. But the question is, the glass half full and the glass half empty? I think we're used to seeing uh, a glass that was over full flowing for Todd Gurley, so people are down on him. But he, 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 the tank is not empty on Todd Gurley. It's just not going to be utilized the same way is my best guess. Doc, you have two minutes until you have to have to go to a new conference call, so I'm just going to ask you this question. Answer it however you feel necessary, and then we can get the hell out of here. Um, Deontay Foreman, I know that you saw his injury. He was waived by the Texans for showing up out of shape. Now he was picked up off waivers by the Indianapolis Colts. A lot of people wonder what this means for Marlon Mack. I'm just wondering, out of your just this wealth of experience that you have, I believe it was a ruptured, a ruptured Achilles or a torn Achilles. I don't know the difference uh, there with Deontay Foreman. Have you ever seen a running back come back from that injury and be the same player that he was beforehand? I don't recall the specific uh, incidents, but I actually wrote in my preseason injury preview, uh, which is available free if you look on my Twitter handle, et cetera, and we'll be updating it every week throughout the preseason. That, that's all free right now. Um, that I had good optimism that, remember, he missed almost all of last season, and now this is his second year coming off the Achilles. I thought his Achilles would hold up and uh, actually do well. Obviously, no idea about how much shape he was in or not in. So, you know, uh, if he gets his act together and is working out hard, he might be a good pickup for the uh, – the uh, Colts there. So I have some optimism there on his Achilles, especially given that it's the second season back for him. 